Ah, yes, and uh, it's as pretty straightforward as this. We're just going to do it all over again. You're listening to Two Smoking Guns right here on 88.3 Southern FM, Sounds of the Bayside, or on uh, any of your favourite podcast platforms. Do you know and, what, uh, Scotty? <laughs> Hello, Rupsy. We're on lots of them now. We all you have to really do is Google us, because we're on Google Play. Yeah, right. We're on Apple Play. Are we? Spotify. Yes, Podbean. All, all of the all of the pods, all of the pod pods. beans, and uh, we just got to Google us really. Two smoking guns with right. an apostrophe, no G. Yeah, well that's it. Two smoking yeah. guns, yeah. Scotty and Rutsy, and just Google it. us, and you can find us. Just a couple of couple. Of and there's literally a <laughs> hundred episodes. <laughs> we, for we to look at. This is uh, uh, this is number one hundred and two. If memory yes, serves, we've just um, we've dug in again for the next ton. Yes, we have. Yeah. Yes, we've we scratched have. the bat. We've scratched the crease. We, uh, uh, we've got change of gloves. <laughs> in cricket parlance, um, when we're sent back into bat, we or, s- or did we just decide to bat again? We're batting on. <laughs> we're just going to bat again. Yeah, that's right. We're going to make eight f- million runs. We're following through, <laughs> as the vernacular would suggest we are oh, doing. That's what we like. Hey, I tell you what, you, you talk about uh, being on different platforms. I re- there were a couple of punters in the uh, one of the papers in mm. the last day or so. Um, and they've just been signed to uh, one of the big um, platforms. I think it might even be Netflix. They've been doing a... Hang on, just, just, just right. get your head around this. They've been doing a podcast for less than 12 months. I've got 1.2 million followers. Yeah, but who are they? <laughs> well, I don't know, Jack and Jill or somebody, and they've just signed a very lucrative contract. What are we doing so, wrong? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Apparently, they write material. Right. So maybe their production meetings go for a touch longer than ours. Well, we might have to talk to our marketing director to see what... <laughs> we, hey, hang on, we haven't got one. <laughs> we, we might need to have a chat to uh, Max Marks and yes. something. We, we need a manager. We need a big wheel. We, 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 we need one of those... We need a big kahuna. A big kahuna to come in and help us do our stuff. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And I'll tell you what, I've got a very funny story later on about a big kahuna. And, um, Excellent. And, Do uh, I need to prepare the adult warning system? Um, no, other than um, <laughs> other than I'll just leave this piece with you as a teaser. His tracksuit pants were set on fire. Oh, good, <laughs> terrific! Look forward to that with a uh, with a, uh, oh, a certain fabric I'll that. Tell uh, you. It was, uh, and wait till, wait till I tell you who did it. Now, if you'll indulge me for a moment, okay, Scotty, indulge. I, I'd like I'd like to just announce a little bit of advertising, do, do, do. because as you know, I um I have a, an art gallery. Yes, you do. Hyatt called you, the Ministry of Art. Ministry of Art. Factory great name. Five, Fifteen Advantage Road, Hyatt, tucked yes. away in then in there off Bay Street. Yes. And uh, we are supporting Headspace, yes. Na- National Youth Mental Health Foundation, with a charity art show. So this is all off our own dime and yep. effort. And what's happened, um, we are pr- providing free entry to artists. Yes. It's closed now, so I don't get too excited. Right. Um, and we've had 85 Wow. Artists submit their work. We supplied the canvases. We've done all that for them. And next Thursday, the 21st of, uh, of July, not yeah. this not, not yep. this week, but yep. next. Yep, next week. Uh, from 6 o'clock is the actual art show. Yes. And uh, we're actually announcing prize winners around 7 o'clock. Yes. The, the first prize is two grand. Yeah, right. So not insubstantial. Is this a door prize? No, no, no. It's no. it's judged by right. the directors of the gallery and a couple of other people. We've yep. got a couple of artists on the panel and someone from Headspace on the panel. So it's Excellent. it's going to be a um, an important thing. And then we've got a silent auction going on of all those 85 artworks and whatever price they go for, yep. all of that money goes to our friends what at Headspace. What a great, tremendous thing you're doing there. So good uh, for us. It? That's great. Um, so Super good. we're hoping that a few people can get along. Um, it's not going to be a party. It's going to be a pretty, you know, beard. It's a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser. Yep. So we're doing yep. it uh, got to, a, for that very, very important purpose. Important which, which, in, to which, support. which uh, ensures that I stay relatively clear-minded. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got to do all the work. Oh, are you a judge? I'm a, or a painter? I'm, I'm a judge, MC, and collecting all the money. Oh. Uh, Post. Yes, yes, yes. So I've got a bit of work to do. So that's um, that's just by way of gratuitous advertising of uh, yep. a charity. 
Um, so I wanted to get that out of the way. In the neighbourhood the, too? In so. the neighbourhood. It's in the neighbourhood. Now, we've got a couple of deaths and departures, um, sadly. Yes, we um, are. In the yes, world of show business. Yes, I saw lots of ins and outs. Yeah, ins and outs. <laughs> These are outs. Yeah. So okay. I wanted to start with this one, and I wanted to know whether you recognise this, this particular theme song. Just bear with me for a moment. All right. Um, it's a theme song with some description. And I'll just unmute it. A hero who sneezed, abruptly seized retreat and reversed it to me. Now this would have to be um, F Troop. It's F Troop, Scotty. <laughs> Bang. An old mate was, uh, was he 99? Well, that's the great story. Right. So, uh, so Larry Storch. Yes. Who played a buffoon. Uh, who played <laughs> Corporal Randolph Agarn. Yes. Who was the funniest character on yes. said show, F Troop. He died uh, of not at 99. Oh, no. He couldn't he get was. to the tongue. Couldn't get to the tongue. He wouldn't have got a letter anyway. Not the Commonwealth. No, he wouldn't have. <laughs> no, he's American. Would Joe but, have written uh, would, Do you think Joe would have sent him a letter? He got to I don't know if they do that, do they? Anyway, that's F Troop. So he sadly passed yeah, away. That's no good. Um, but um, it did, uh, maybe many years ago when we were doing our early episodes, we used to do quizzes on uh, Dead or Alive. Yes. So yeah. I, I walked through the remaining cast members, not all of them. Ah. But do you remember Captain Wilton Parmenter? Oh. Played by Ken Berry? Probably. He was, the, he was the proper. Uh, incompetent um, leader of the garrison. Yeah, uh, big, tall, skinny trip. bloke that really couldn't get anything right. Couldn't but, get anything but, right. But was trying. Was trying. <laughs> so that was Captain Wil- Wilton Palmer, yes. probably Canberra. Dead or alive? Uh, I reckon alive. No, dead. Oh. 2018 at 85. The, mm. um, then the big tall guy was Sergeant Morgan O'Rourke. Sergeant O'Rourke oh, was played by Forrest Tucker. Mm. He was quite a famous actor. Well, yeah. I mean, look, given that it seemed as though a lot of these guys were in their probably 30s, yeah. and this is a show that was on in the late 50s, yeah. they're all sort of 90 plus. Oh, they're all dead, Scotty. Yeah, well, they're all dead. Okay. Well, so, I thought one of them so, might have so survived. Rock, and there was this great character, <laughs> Chief Wild Eagle. Oh, yes. Who was yeah, the leader yeah. of the, the American... Indian feathers yes, everywhere. Yeah, yes, he was yes. He's played character. by an actor called Frank Dekovac, or Dekova, and he was a great character. And then... Um, there was a very, very pretty young lady on the show, oh. uh, Wrangler Jane. Wrangler Jane. If you recall, played by Melody Patterson. Right. And uh, I discovered through the week that uh, she was the love interest, if you like, of the Captain Wilton Palmiter. Well, uh, I'm not sure it was yes. ever fully consummated, or certainly not on the show. But I discovered through the week... I might have shared a meal in the mess hall. I, I Googled her <laughs> yes. and discovered that when she uh, applied for the show, she was uh, 16 years old. What? Okay. Okay. All right. And, uh, of course, in America, you can't apparently be on a film set unless you're 18. So by then, they'd already done 20 episodes, and she was a very popular character, so they couldn't suck her. Oh, oh. Yeah. And uh, fun but, fact. But uh, could we say possibly ahead of her years? <laughs> correct. Correct. <laughs> very much so, Bobby. By way, by way of her presentation. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> yes. Got it. Certainly was. Uh, uh, so was very, very, full. very, very pretty girl. And um, just fun fact, out of nowhere, yes. her first husband, she had three, yes. was Dano from Bookham Dano, Book Hawaii Five A. Hawaii Five A. Yeah. And she gave up her acting career yeah. to go to Hawaii to live with him while yeah, he's filming really. Bookham Dano. Yeah, righto. Okay. So the second departure we had through the week was a very famous actor, of course. James Kahn. Yes. Who uh, was in a few films. He was obviously in Misery with Kathy Bates, where yes. he, where, where Kathy Bates <laughs> captured him and broke his ankles. And, and he was in Rollerball, if oh, you recall that. But, of course, yeah. his most famous uh, role, an yeah. Oscar-nominated role, was uh, Mafia film, Family's eldest son in Francis Ford Coppola's cinematic classic, The Godfather. He yes. was, of course... Sonny Corleone. The Corleone. Yes. So he said he died at 82. Wow. Uh, a fine actor, and in a, I know you're a massive Godfather aficionado. I love the Godfather. So maybe in the next couple of weeks you could watch that again I in think, his um, honour. I think I probably like the Godfather uh, films only because I get to say 
Coleonis. Yeah, no, they were great films, I've got to say, and uh, sadly no longer with us. So, um, well, let's know. R.I.P., Larry Storch, and James Kahn. Oh. So, let's uh, just get that out of the way. Yeah, no, right. I don't want to start well, the mean, it, down. Well, but... it's interesting because, in fact, I was only giving it some thought about, um, you know, and it was probably uh, having a, a moment about should I actually do some research and should I actually <laughs> prepare something to bring that? to the table? And I, was thinking, I wonder whether, um, you know, we, we might have been doing a little segment this week called Ins and Outs. So, you know, there, there probably hasn't been too many ins, but there's been a few outs. There's been quite a few you outs. Know, the, uh, the Aussie cricketers were out yesterday. Out, they yes. got knocked over. The boy Kyrgios got knocked over. He's out. Yeah. Um, I'd, li- I'd like to formally announce the death of the St Kilda Football Club oh, from yeah. Saturday night yeah, as well. Exactly. That wasn't so good. Yeah. It's, uh, anyway. Well, and, you know, you still can't swim at St Kilda Beach. You know that, don't you? Because there's only one flag. <laughs> yes. Um, and then um, I think quite tragically, and uh, you know, they talk about one of the safest countries in the world um, being Japan, yes. where the ex-prime minister was. Well, that was a, a tragic a, there was an uh, event. Absolutely terrible, and it seems as though um, across the journey he had um, done some tremendous work, and uh, very sadly got. Um, Got nobbled by some lunatic that... In a um, country where gun control oh, is very gun, strict... It's, it's, and it's so it, rare to it, actually have it, anybody um, It's the shot antithesis of the, U, the USA. Yeah, I know. And um, the, the assassin, uh, as, as well, I don't know if it's, we should call him that, yeah. but he handmade... Uh, handmade um, Weapon. He was an ex. He's uh, an ex Navy bloke. Yeah. If memory serves. But uh, anyway, I mean, I'm not sure. Has he gone to court? And maybe we've still got to say allegedly that he. Shot yeah, but I look, that's, that was uh, it quite looked shocking. Though, um, quite it shocking. looked It looked pretty, uh, pretty obvious what appeared to have occurred. Yes, not, um, not, not good. So uh, President Abe, uh, sadly, no longer with us. Which, which is no good. So anyway, let's um, let's lift the mood a little. All right. Because I wanted to talk to you about something that caught my eye through the week. Bring the temperature up a bit. And um, this is a festival that I'm quite keen to go to because, you know, I've been studying wine regions of the world. Oniology, it's called. Ah, It's got a name. Yes. Yes. And um, I was... I was keen to go to the Pyrenees region uh, anyway, but this caught my eye and I'm definitely going now. Right. So... um, this is uh, France's annual Pig Imitation Festival. <laughs> Do I dare ask you to go on? <laughs> a pig festival? Oh, it's a great story, this one. Oh. It's, uh, it's, I'll, I'll read this little snippet because okay. it's beautifully written. Okay. <laughs> if imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, the porcine community gets a huge pat on the rump. Oh. At France's go. annual pig imitation right. festival. Right, yes. The festival in the Pyrenees vi- village of Tresubais, and I've got that horribly wrong for the French listeners out there, is on August 14, upcoming. Yes. Features events including yes. piglet racing. Oh, now we're talking. Paint the number on the pig, a la <laughs> plug a locket of the SCG. <laughs> Black pudding eating competitions. Ooh. You'd yeah, be all right oh, at that. Black pudding. Oh, no. Yeah, I've had it once. Ooh. It's not great, I've got to say. But anyway. But I mean, the highlight of the is the crowning of the national champion who delivers the best grunts, squeaks, squeals, and oinks. <laughs> is there one for girth? Is there one for size? <laughs> oh, is there going to be one that's like a 1,000 kilos? <laughs> it's just one of the weird and wonderful festivals that pop up in the European summer when people go a little bit batty. Yeah. Uh, in the French, uh, others include in the French city of Tours, the uh, Garlic and Basil Fair. Okay. That'd be handy. It's a bit smelly. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be no demons. Of course, in uh, Finland, in, uh, from August 24 to 26, is something that I've got a bit of a beef about, but it's the World Air Guitar Championships. Oh, because as yeah. you know, yes, you've hosted I started those, the yes, World Air Guitar Championships, but yes. I didn't put a patent on it. Yes. I have proof of it too. In, but um, In fact, I reckon you probably did that almost over 20 years we, ago, 25 years I've, ago probably. I've got, I've, got the, uh, I've got all the original posters from the Is events. Is that right? And they're so old, they don't have a year on them. Oh, So I can't no. prove the um, 
veracity of my claim that we started. Could it. you find an invitation possibly that you sent? Because did it not also uh, did it tie in with any other event, or is just the air guitar? It was the it was the air guitar championships, the air guitar, and yeah. so, the invitations are so old, all the phone numbers don't have a nine in front of them. Oh, really? So there you go. It's yes, just dated. You had, you had to fax your reply. You had to fax your reply, <laughs> correct, or no phone email. on the dialing phone. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, late August is uh, uh, something that uh, you'd be familiar with being a Welsh uh, lover. Yes. It's the bog snorkelling bonanza. Bog snorkelling. Bog snorkelling. Really? Yes. That's, that's where they go through all those bog channels yes. with their snorkels. Yeah. They can't see anything. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. that one. It's always on the, on the, on the news as a, a little one of those curiosity um, things. I, I reckon that's right up there with my other favourite sport from that part of the world. I think I've shared this with you before, where um, certain gentlemen, um, purely because of the weight, their they, girth, yeah, they, well, they carry these very big poles. Yeah, that, and is, they, that, is that the caber tossing? Well, it's not. No, because what they actually do, it's a cross between um, pole vault, yes, um, and uh, jumping a river. So what they oh, actually do, good. I like they that. run to they run to the edge of a river, yes, and they shove this pole in yeah. into the water, and they've got to get across. They're trying to traverse the, the river. The river. But do you know what the what the, the sport's got a name? What's it called? Do you know what it's called? No. It's called Furleepen. Furleepen. <laughs> Furleepen. So you've got to go and look up Furleepen. I've got no idea how to spell it. Uh, given that it's potentially Welsh, there'll be a P and an H and a G and an R and an A and an N. And, but Furleepen is this particular sport whereby they... Um, they sometimes get across and sometimes don't, and sometimes get splinters and sometimes <laughs> that, don't. That would be a good spectator it's sport. It's right, I tell you what. Yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, hey, um, we we'll take a quick one right. and um, we'll be right back. Right. So we were talking about <laughs> Furleepen. Furleepen. And it just occurred to me, we've just missed another festival. It was just on last week. Yes. In one of the Scandinavian countries. It was the world um, wife-carrying championships. Oh, the wife-carrying. Yes. Ah, and that's still go? called the wife carrying up it? there. It's not gender qualified. I bet you it's not called the wife carrying after the race. Because <laughs> <laughs> I reckon there'll be a lot of divorce. And I tell you what, in that race, the wife does get the worst end of the deal because she's got to hang upside yeah, down. Yeah, well, she's basically carried like a fireman's carry, Correct. is she not? And then, you know, half the time they fall over and it ends in. And the winning combination <laughs> seems to be a guy that's six foot five and a woman that's four foot. Yeah, and weighs about Easy. 25 kilos Easy of wet. <laughs> anyway, so that's um, so I've talked to you about the uh, the French festival about uh, pig imitation. You have. Now, I wanted to also talk to you about um, this other story that... Oh, this one, yeah. This is about um, people... in This is from LA. Right. Um, tourists taking selfies with the bison that roam Yellowstone National Park. Oh, yeah. Yellowstone National Park is, of course, where Yogi Bear came from. Yogi? Yogi Bear and Boo Boo. Hey, Boo Boo! <laughs> um, they're getting too close to the bison and they're risking their lives. Yes, they are. So they've had three attacks this year. Yes. Including two gorings. Oh, really? So bison's that's two, human, good, humans nil. That's one of those words, goring, goring. that says as it does, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's It's a, that's it's a very good... Doing word. Um, so, uh, just talk me through the anatomy of a bison, though. Does bison have horns? Yeah. They do? Believe so. Do they? Mm. Otherwise, okay. they couldn't gore. Well, they, I was going to say, well, they, otherwise, they couldn't gore. But you've got to cop this name. Yeah. It's the most important part of the article. A wildlife management specialist oh. called Dr. Jared Beaver. Oh, <laughs> Dr. Beaver. Dr. Beaver. <laughs> leave it to Beaver. Oh, leave it Said to too beaver. many tourists ignored park rules on keeping a safe distance from the basin, and the results could be deadly. Duh. Mm. Unfortunately, we're seeing that more and more. We're in a time where social media is really heavy, yeah, heavy, heavy influence. People are looking for that extra bit of fame and those extra likes. The bison don't care. They appear docile, but they are powerful creatures. And they can run a lot faster than oh, a human. Gee whiz. So hey, uh, it, beware of the bison. Yeah, well, I was going to say, um, scary, a scary creature. But if memory serves, uh, and I think I only saw this again recently, one of the, the, the greatest number of deaths caused every year are by um, 
Hippos. Hippos are deadly. Yeah, yeah. because they can swim like Michael Klim. Yeah, and um, on land they're pretty swift. And they oh, they, they go like the clappers. They're, they're like they're like they're quick over the first fifty. Yeah, <laughs> is it a bit like a cheetah? They're not an so, endurance animal. So they go from zero to hundred in two seconds, and then they fall over. Then they then they have, got to <laughs> stop and have a rest. Then you're and safe. Find a mud puddle. <laughs> well, I tell you what, good luck trying to get away from them in the first fifty. Correct. You are no, they are deadly. Yeah, yeah, yeah everyone yeah. thinks it's oh, tigers and no, you know, no. no. Oh, yeah. So there you go. That's, that's my animal news for the week. I All wish right. I had a theme just thing well, for that, but uh, I don't. On the uh, on the theme of uh, of not surviving. Right. <laughs> um, we've had a maudlin show yeah, uh, today. <laughs> we, we might have started down the morbid end of the pool. I'm not quite sure, uh, but this might actually uh, this might actually uh, really shock you. A prominent. You have to be, if you're a forensic expert... Oh, you're prominent. You have to be prominent. Yes. Otherwise, you're just a nobody, I guess. <laughs> I guess. So a prominent forensic expert has issued a public safety warning for Adelaide. Adelaide. The whole city. Right? So forensic and Adelaide. I'm not sure, quite sure they're two words that should get together. Is that, but is that kind of like an oxymoron, uh, is Well, it? I don't know. I, uh, I'm not quite sure I'm going to be so rushing what, back which to... which part Adelaide? of Adelaide? Well, anyway, it just says Adelaide. Um, after tests showed a popular Chinese soup. When was the last time we had Chinese soup? I haven't had chicken and sweet corn soup in a Chinese soup. Well, I have chicken and sweet corn soup often. But what's the yeah. other soup they serve you in the hot soup? Isn't it? Hot isn't soup. It like a hot soup? It's, yeah, it's just hot water, really, with yeah, something yeah, dangled yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, something like that. Miso soup they serve. Uh, yeah, that's Japanese. It's more Japanese. That's isn't Japanese. It? Yes, I think True. So, yes. so I've got my. That's more. I've got my culinary that's, cultural that's more mixed Mr. Abe up. Sort of. That's right. You know, that's, that's right. That's the precursor um, to so, uh, sushi. So they've just discovered. Uh, Chinese soup causes liver failure by clashing with prescription medication. You are, you are, you, you really? Right. Adelaide University professor Roger um, Bayard studied the recipes of four locally pr- uh, purchased packet mixes of the popular soup bakuti. God, give me, me that name which again. Is, which is uh, bakuti. Mm. Um, which is actually meat bone tea. Right. So I'm not quite sure meat bone tea is probably on the top <laughs> That's of the giving me a clue while it might um, not be too good. Also served at restaurants. Okay. When mixed with liver cells, the ingredients killed many. Wow. Up to 83% in one concentrated soup formula. Professor Bayard said the work on food ingredients added to the previous studies that showed ingredients used in traditional Chinese medicine could clash with prescriptions. So all these wonderful things wow. that the Chinese have had for years have actually led to people dying, not actually saving them. Um, people have been warned for some time that herbal medicines and therapies may have harmful side effects that can include significant liver damage. In rare cases, this has required transplantation. What? And even led to death. Well, look, you know, you and I uh, aren't uh, foreigners to the Chinese cuisine. No, uh, but I won't be. But we um, we tend to stay in our lane. Yeah. So um, yeah. you'll find us uh, consuming dumplings. Well, and uh, I and I, t- and you'll find I, us I, consuming... I take a couple of prescription tablets just to stay on top of the world and yeah. you know make sure that everything functions normally. Yeah. You know, when uh, when life catches up with you a bit. You don't want. Um, you don't want I that won't clashing. be having any Chinese chicken corn soup no, anytime no, we'll, soon. We'll stay in our dumpling peking duck uh, Chinese sausage oh, lane. Oh, Chinese sausage! <laughs> oh God, seriously. We won't be going anywhere near oh, the chicken God. feed now or the soup. Salivating! You've only got to mention Chinese sausage, and it gets me going. I'm off to the House of China on uh, Friday evening. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, I took my uh, I took my two girls, and we did manage did to you do the salt and pepper. Cal- Oh, we did, yeah, yeah. Did, we, we managed to, uh, managed to one slip in. into the place where we went the weekend before. Oh, so did you down there in for some Bentley. dumplings? Beautiful. Um, for the for the and the broccoli came around and they just kept going. Kept so. going. <laughs> for the first time, a laboratory study by the University of Adelaide has shown that foods containing herbs such as the Chinese soup bakut 
may also be toxic to liver cells. People with underlying liver disease who have taken prescription medication should be warned of this potential side effect. All such preparations should include accurate labelling of the ingredients until further studies can be undertaken to identify the specific herbal substances that are toxic. The results of the tests have been published in the journal Forensic Science, Medicine and Pathology. Good. So, health, war- um, health warning. Soup's, health warning. Soup's off the list. <laughs> soup's well off the list. Uh, well done. Anyway, so I just thought I'd better uh, share that with you. Now on a, uh, on a more, uh, well, maybe on the theme of um, uh, Chinese, I'll keep going if yes, I may. Yes, absolutely. Um, now, Play I, on. I'm only, I'm only uh, sharing this hmm. uh, with yourself and the good listeners here on uh, Two Smoking Guns on 88.3 Southern FM, if we hadn't mentioned that. And, and all, multi- all multiple streaming platforms. Yes. Multiple streaming platforms. Thank you. I'll take a breath now. Um, uh, there was an article that said the West warns that Chinese spies are everywhere. Oh, they are. We've talked about this well, before. China there, and been, Russia. There's been an update. And when you get together the boys and girls from MI5 mm. and the FBI, there's a little bit of stuff going on. They've got plenty to chat about. Is that what you're suggesting <laughs> they to me? have warned about China's commercial espionage campaign in the West in a rare, a rare joint address at the British Intelligence Services London headquarters. It wasn't at their gala dinner or anything. It was know. just a conference, might, was might it? Been a meeting of the great spies of the world or something. I'm great not sure. The, the spy convention yes, it might have been the 007 convention. I'm not yes. sure. Um, speaking to officials and business executives, MI5 Director General. So we've got the top dog. The top we've dog. We've got the big boy. Yeah. Uh, Ken McCallum and FBI Director Chris Ray said the threat from Chinese spies was unprecedented yes. and growing. And uh, obviously, you know, off the back of that, uh, again, if I can just reiterate. So that's the know, growing when, when threat. That, well, when they use the two words unprecedented and growing, um, it's not like there's a threat and it's there and we're just having a look at it. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's going north. So Exponential. Um, yes, exactly. So, um, wow. Uh, so it goes on to say, um, today we're running seven times as many investigations as we were in 2018. That's it's not only, long ago. So it's only four years ago. Wow. It's gone up sevenfold. You know, during that time, we plan to grow as much again, while also maintaining significant effort against Russian and Iranian threats. Hostile activity is happening on UK soil right now, he said. By volume, most of what is at risk from Chinese Communist Party aggression is not, so to speak, my stuff. It's yours. The world-leading expertise, technology, and research and commercial advantage developed and held by people in this room and others like you. So they just said... Um, you know, well, the the last piece here. China is set on stealing your technology, whatever uh, it is, that makes your industry tick and using it to undercut your business and dominate your market. Mate, that's pretty it, scary. It's, that's big stuff, isn't big it? Big stuff, I mean, that's not it? just, no. you know, we just, we, we don't think we can do it as well as you can and we'd like some ideas. But we're going to nick it. We're just going to pinch it and then use it effectively. So it's more spying. It's it's less so spying in, in the context that we would know a James Bond film. Well, like, it's sort of sabotage. Like, really, it's more sabotage yeah. and I, I, intellectual property theft and those sorts of things, well, isn't it? Well, it's power-seeking. And identity theft and, yeah. All it's that. it's controlling. Controlling. Is what, where they're coming from, I guess. Um, on a related note, yeah. I'm not sure this is related, but because um, they're... That's that's an outlier. Yeah. yeah. So yes. I wanted to talk to you about other outlaws. Right. It's a really poor segue, <laughs> but I'm working with it. Hey, um, now this was apropos nothing, but you know the Hell's Angels because they've been in the news yep. recently because yep. they keep killing each other and having fights. And, and they're all stuff. here. They're all here. <laughs> they're all here. God, don't. But I don't want to give them any publicity. But only no. this is just an incident of history that I thought was particularly fascinating was how they started, and they started. Oh yeah. Because when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, um, a lot of people in California felt vulnerable. So there was, there was a lot of enrolment in the armies uh, yep. and the navy. Makes sense. Um, and a lot of people came from across the country. About half a million people came across the country to enrol and enlist um, to fight the Japanese threat. Yep. Of course, what happens then is the war stops in 1945. Yes. Uh, peace. 
Um, none of these people really had jobs because a lot of the jobs were in the munitions factories or the manufacturing what factories. Do, what do we do now, Fred? What do we do now? Um, <laughs> we're unemployed. Yep. Uh, high unemployment rate. Yep. Um, we're riding around on Harleys because that, that, that was the patriotic vehicle. They supplied all the motorcycles to the army. We still wanted a, a uniform, so... Yep. You know, we've seen Marlon Brando wear his leather jacket. We like a leather jacket. So and we have put, a purpose we, and belong to something. We put badges on it so it looks like a military thing. Yep. And that's how um, that's how they all started. Really? All these unemployed blokes running around and then they got up to mischief. Well, I mean, that sort of makes a whole bunch of sense. It does, in that it? If you think about it, it probably just unfortunately was a natural evolution of their circumstance. Correct. You know, they wanted to belong to something. They didn't feel as though they had a purpose. They were probably struggling a bit. They turned to, you know, the, the dark side to sort of get by. Um, and things have just rolled on ever since. And, you know, loads of them have, have formed over the over the years in so many different countries. So I thought it was interesting. Yeah, no, it's interesting from a historical point of view as to how they started, for sure. It's also um, another excuse the, for me to play an the, outlaw the song. The answer is, how do we undo them? That's cool, correct. Um <laughs> Well, there's a lot of work going into that and money, but um, it, yes. it just gives me an excuse, really, to to, <laughs> to play my song of the week. Oh, this could be it. Here we go. Oh. Discussing in the uh, and just then um, that you don't really hear enough. I uh, said um, rose tattoo. Well, I was going to say uh, don't you, get enough you, rose tattoo you, on the, the radio. The, the familiar sound of, of angry Mr. Anderson, Mr. Anderson, <laughs> Mr. Anderson, who shall forever be associated 
with the Batmobile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Infamously. <laughs> now, and uh, uh, we got apparently Robbie Williams of the MCG. Yeah, no, mate, I think he'll be very, very yes. good. I think that's probably a headline act we've been after for a lot of years. Um, now, I think if memory serves, <clears throat> I said to you recently that uh, that recently <laughs> I. <clears throat> joined an organisation not so long ago and we're owned by a very big energy company and um, as part of their um, education programs um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that, that we can do but one that uh, really caught my interest um, was a, a, a cultural um, training session um, all about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders uh, and their associated cultures Yes, and I thought you know what? Uh, uh, the, I don't know enough. I, I know I don't know enough, and uh, and I went along, and it went for about four hours, and um, through uh, ignorance or arrogance, I'm not sure which. I, I would have to absolutely put my hand up and say I learnt more in four hours than I have in forty years. There you go. So it was uh, it was absolutely I. You share the highlights with us? Yeah, well, there are some highlights. Um, I mean, first of all, what grabbed your attention um, was that this lady who is uh, giving the course, um, um, who is uh, from Aboriginal descent um, herself, she uh, was a stolen child. Mm-hmm. Her mother was a stolen child, and her grandmother was a stolen child. Amazing. Three generations of stolen children. So wow. if you think it's one sort of generation, mm. it's not. It, it went back a, a heck of a long way, which was, it just, it almost took your breath away when she sort of opened up and said that. Um, and there, there were just lots of things that, that I caught, but I'll give you some headlines. Um, there are a number of Aboriginal language groups in Victoria there's lots. Would you hesitate to guess how many? Well, okay, I will have a stab at this and apologise if I get this wrong because, like you, my knowledge isn't strong. I'm going to say there's 200 in Australia, so there must be 40 in Victoria. Yeah, well, you're pretty good. Um, nationally, we used to have 250. It's now about 156. Right. And in Victoria, we've currently got 43. There you go. So, well done to you. Nearest the pin. Um, I couldn't name them. And then another really interesting part I found was um, uh, how you describe the um, the groups of which um, these peoples come from. Yes. And, and the and the correct um, reference to what they are. And there's so many different ways mm. that you can describe it. I mean, you know, you can you can ask someone who's their mob. Yes. Um, you can ask uh, people, "What's your country?" You can ask people. Is, is what... mob? Pardon my ignorance. Is mob similar to? Tribes the wrong word, but it's 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 it's, it's the, the same, same sort of reference. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. but but all of, all of these are yes. all of these basically mean yeah. the same thing. Um, but you can describe them in different ways, or ask somebody in a different way. Um, you can ask somebody what's your clan group. You can ask somebody um, who their people are. You can ask somebody who their tribe is. That's not offensive. Okay, good, good to um, know. But not often used. So, right, you know, yeah. mob, um, mob is mob is a good one. Yeah, um, what's your island? Yeah. So you know, again, which particular island, like the Tiwi Islands or Melville Islands? Exactly. exactly. Um, so then to go on, um, and then I found I found this to be really quite fascinating too. Um, so this relates back to um, the collective term used across Australia for Aboriginal people. Right. So you go through basically state by state. Yes. Um, let me run these past you and see whether you might have some references. No, no, this is good. So, um, so uh, in Victoria and southern New South Wales, would you hazard a guess as to what those people would be referenced as? So, so which 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 region? So, this is Victoria and southern New South Wales because New South Wales is actually broken no, up in a couple of bits. No. So they're Koori people. Koori people, which you would have heard Koori before. Nation. Yeah, Koori Nation. Queensland and northern New South Wales are the uh, Murray people. Murray. Um, South Australia are the Noongar. Ah, uh, Noongar, I've heard of that. Right. Uh, WA is the Noongar. Yeah. Um, uh, WA also has, um, I think I've written this down wrong and I don't want to say it in case it is wrong. Uh, there, there's another one in the middle and I'm not sure I've got that right um, and I don't want to offend anybody. Um, 
And then WA have also got the, the Yamaji people. Hmm. In Arlam land of Northern Territory, um, they are the Yulungu. Yeah, Yulungu. People. Yeah, I was yep. up there and I, I heard that reference. Um, Central and Northern Territory are the Anangu. Hmm. And in Tasmania, they are the Palawa. Palawa people, yeah, yeah, I knew that. The Palawa people, very good. Um, so that's sort of the mega group, if you like. Well, that sort of captures everybody. Within, yeah, geographical. Yeah, that, that have um, potentially come from other regions and are here now, and 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 that's what you would refer those people to in those regions. Mm. Um, and it was only as little back as the 1960s, which really wasn't very long ago. Aboriginals were still known as native. Can you believe that? No, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just absolutely out of control. Um, do you know what the uh, the what the parts of the flag represent of the Aboriginal flag? Well, I'm guessing sun. Yes. I'm guessing earth. Yes. And I'm guessing dream time or people. nighttime or people. People. Okay. Yeah. Well done to you. No, very good. Um, so look, uh, there, there's a lot. There was a lot to take in. Um, that's, that's, I mean, even was went, it? Re- did you find it really, really informative? Oh, I, I just, I, it wasn't. It, it was more than informative. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, if I think back to being it's at educational. school and and studying Australian history, this, this oh, is no. this is Australian history. It is, We'd, and you get. We just did Captain Cook you, stuff. Um, you know, and, it's and ridiculous. That, and you can completely understand how there's this abhorrence oh, yeah. to it being called Australia Day get it. when. When so many people believe it should be called Invasion Day, get it, get and, it. and for all the, all the right reasons, get it. Um, and and I completely get that. No, I'm very culturally sensitive to that. It was, um, and then we went through a whole lot of things in timelines. Right, we go back to 1770 when James Cook landed in Botany Bay, um, and then uh, Australia becoming a federation that constitutes states that it will legislate for any uh, race that accept Aboriginals in 1901. Do you believe that? No. Um, over 400 Aboriginals fought for Australia in the First World War, been fought in 1914 to 1918. Um, and then the constitutional referendum on Aboriginal rights is held only in 1967. No, no, it's ridiculous. Um, isn't it? And then even right through to um, the High Court of Australia hands down its landmark decision in Mabo versus Queensland. Hesitate to guess what year that was. 70s. No, 1992. Oh, you're kidding. Yep. God. No. Um, and then um, uh, in 2017, the Uluru Statement from the Heart is released. So, um, we, and then... Uh, we're national, not getting there quick enough, And then every year, uh, 26th of May is National Sorry Day. Yes. Um, which oh, well, that's good, mate. Just I, gone past. I, I, so, yeah, look, there was a whole lot of stuff. As I say, educational, yes, um, but Im- almost embarrassing to learn based on what I didn't know. And well, you know, it's uh, don't beat yourself up because we don't get taught this stuff. Well, we don't, and I, and what I'm what or I we am, don't, or we don't what, seek it out enough. Well, the next perhaps. thing I'm going to do now is that I I've still got a daughter in in year eleven. Mm. And I'm going to give her this document, and I'm going to see what her knowledge is about this information. To see whether they get in relation to taught. what she is is or isn't being taught at school, because good, good this li- this four hour piece should be delivered to every school yeah. in in the. Well, you might, you might be surprised. Maybe maybe it is part of the curriculum. I don't it know. It could well be, and I don't know either. I'm not but an I, educator. But I'm going to find out. Good I'm man. Got to report back. Good so man. Anyway, I just wanted to share that it was uh, one of those things that I. Not done for a long time, and uh, and I encouraged all of my other work colleagues to get along and do it. It wasn't uh, it wasn't mandatory; it was uh, or compulsory. Um, it was an opt in, and uh, I'm very glad I opted in. Good, good, well done. Right now, I don't know where we go. From well, I tell you what. How about we go from the you know some of that stuff um, that was great to talk about um, to some quite bizarre stuff? How about if I said to you? Go go kitchen gadgets. <laughs> oh, is that my, like Mister Inspector Gadget? Yeah, well, it's sort of, I guess. Well, we've got a new kitchen. We've got a new kitchen, and you've got, I'm sure, all some wonderful whiz bang things that you might have in there. Now, we had a we had a seven year old over for dinner on Sunday night. Oh, right. Is, you, you know, I don't want to yep. bore the listeners with the history, but yeah, it's yeah. the son of a friend of mine who passed. But. Um, how do you entertain a seven-year-old? Well, you show him how all the buttons work. Oh, yeah. And I made the error because yep. he's very fascinated by techno- technology. Yeah. And, and so I showed him how all the, we've got this 
central master light situations, sort of like Star Wars. So I had to sh- the control centre? Firstly, I had to take him out the back and show him the cars because he wanted to see the cars. Oh, nice. Because he's got fascination with, yeah. um, you know, boots that, you know, open and think. Yeah, so we did that. And then I came in and I showed him the technology in the house. Well, do you think or not, we just weren't operating in a disco. <laughs> <laughs> now... Did you... My schoolboy era on my behalf. Did you take advantage of said young gentleman being in your in your home and point him in the direction of your TV and subwoofer? I, no, I figured <laughs> and all that out. Oh, you have? Yeah, I have. Oh, you've done I that. Have. Oh, well done to you. But you're right. I should have gone in and fixed up my laptop yeah, well, and <laughs> everything else. He could have defragged it for you. <laughs> and done all of that. Now... I'm going to see, given that you've got the latest Whizbang kitchen, I'm going to see whether you've got any of these things. Right, test me. Do you? Now, I'll hesitate to know that I might not know myself. You might not know because there's some of these that had me scratching my box. Right, okay. Um, do you have an Ember temperature controlled mug? No, <laughs> I don't. If you take if you take a while to drink your coffee or tea, but get frustrated when it cools down, this smart mug is the answer. No, you drink it faster. A built-in battery keeps drinks at the temperature you prefer using a dedicated oh, no. app. It's got an no, app. No, it's got, it's an, got app. an app. Drinks stay at your preferred temperature for up to 90 minutes. You're kidding. If you took 90 minutes to drink if your coffee. If you take 90 minutes to drink a cup of coffee, you've got bigger problems. I don't drink, take 90 minutes to drink anything. <laughs> no. Um, and you simply recharge the cup battery through a charging coaster. Does it? Is it dishwasher proof? I don't know, but it's 170 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> what about a Juro Z10 coffee machine? Well, we do have a coffee machine. Right. It's not a Duro. Well, no. this is described as... It's a Breville. This is described as a masterpiece of Swiss engineering. Of course it is. <laughs> this Anything is mo- made in Switzerland is described <laughs> yeah. as a masterpiece. Only by the Swiss, though. Oh, yeah, correct. <laughs> this is a machine for serious coffee lovers. Gwyneth Paltrow is a fan and has a Dura machine in the kitchen of her New York apartment. Gwyneth Paltrow is also uh, associated with other certain products that can't be mentioned you, you, on this yes, radio station. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I wouldn't be trusting anything young Gwyneth had to say on the top. shapes and descriptions. Correct. Um, it prepares a range of hot drinks at the press of a button, from a very strong espresso to a smoother latte, and prepares some cold brew specialties too. All of this happens at the touch of a 4.3-inch touchscreen and menu. It's got a touchscreen. Yes. It's a coffee would machine. You, would you like to hazard a guess as to the cost of said oh, machine? $10,000. Well, not quite. 4490 or call it $4,500 with change. Divided by five, that's a lot of coffees you can buy at the coffee shop. Uh, what about... A meter. Have you got a meter? Oh, is this one one of the probes that you put in your meat? Well, it may well be. Barbecues will be less stressful this summer thanks to the latest smart meat thermometers. Yeah, yeah. we haven't, but we're going to get one. The original meter is a wireless thermometer that will make sure your steak, fish or chicken wings are cooked to perfection. The probe stays in the meat and contains two sensors that are connected to your smartphone. Yes, yes. So you can do something else. And know when the cooking is done. I've seen it advertised, and $159 we one hundred and fifty nine dollars for you. I didn't know it was that much, because so, I said to right. I said to my wife, we must get one of those. But okay. one hundred and fifty, so I can still ple- reckon I can guess how the eye fillet's going. <laughs> Just cut it or look at it, yeah, um, or taste it. Mm-hmm. Um, please tell me you've got one of these, right? It's a Gosney rock box. <laughs> We might. <laughs> what does it do, firstly? Um, Crown VRC executive chef Joss Pelham wants this restaurant-grade portable pizza oven for his kitchen. No, I don't have one of those. It, uh, it takes only minutes to heat up to 500 degrees, unlike normal at-home pizza ovens that need a lot of love and attention, with burning coals and taking hours to reach optimum heat. It has a thick stone floor that uh, uh, that uh, authentic pizza finish and can be gas or wood fueled. Eight hundred dollars for your pleasure. Eight hundred dollars. That's a lot of pizzas I can buy from the pizza, pizza shop. Um, now I think nearly, I reckon nearly every house has got one of these now. Right. The, the I won't name the brand, but it's an air fryer double XL digital. No, I don't have one. Don't you? No. Or you you might want you might want to investigate. No, so people have said they're pretty good. Um, you do do you eat much fried food though, really. Well, it's air fried, so it's no, it's no fat. There's no oil. It's it's, it's, it's air. Is it like KFC? It's, if you do but a it's, air, it's air fried. There's, you can do steaks with it. You can cook steaks in it. Oh, oh. 
Um, the latest air fryer um, is the first to use smart, technolo- smart sensing technology to automatically adjust cooking time and temperatures so food isn't over or underdone. Anyway, $629 for you. Oh, maybe uh, maybe it's a Christmas <laughs> present. What about an Aquastation Purifier Hot? No. <laughs> this, self, uh, this compact self-contained purifier sits on your benchtop and delivers instant filtered hot water in seconds, so you don't have to boil a kettle, make oh, a no, cup. I've got one of those. It's called a zip tap I've got. Yeah, right. I've got oh, one of those. Go. I use it all the time. Because it's got boiling water and cold. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, come on, Yeah, come on, Alice. It'll work. We just straight Tick. Out the hey, I've got tape. one. Righto. Have you got a, a Wicket smart kettle? <laughs> no, because you've got lots. i got a zip top. Zip so, top. anyway, I'll read you this. Uh, when is a kettle not a kettle? When it's a smart kettle. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, the coordinates uh, with Amazon Alexa and Google Home so you can switch it on from wherever you are. Oh, that's important. You can even prearrange a time for the kettle to switch on, ready for when you wake in the morning or arrive home. And then you can put it in the mug that keeps it warm for 90 minutes. You know, it's, it's attached to your phone. It's $199 for your pleasure, Perfect. sir. <laughs> Well, well done. We've taken us uh, across um, the kitchen. Tech spec. And Tech spec, <laughs> and you've taken us everywhere, and uh, right. we're almost out of time, okay. sadly. So, um, been fun. We're going to have to leave the, the next couple of items on your menu for yeah, next well, week. Next time, I'm going to talk to you about Stranger Things. Ah, yes, you're, this, this is the, yes, the show you were yes. talking to me about. Which um, which I must investigate. But, you, should. Um, you should, you should. Another show uh, in the can, as they say. Locked and loaded. In the dustbin or in the can, I'm not quite sure. Listen to two smoking guns. Rutsy, have a great week, old son. You have uh, all the very best for your uh, auction, your, your silent auction and your um, your fundraising night Thank coming up. Thank you very so, much. On uh, July the anyway, 21st. So for all its interest. It'll be great and for a great cause. Cool. See ya. See ya. See ya.